0: Together, what we confess in the Heidelberg Catechism in Lord's Day 48. There we find God's word summarized as follows What is the second petition? Your kingdom. So rule us by your word and spirit that more and more we submit to you. Preserve and increase your church. Destroy the works of the devil, every power that raises itself against you, and every conspiracy against your holy word. Do all this until the fullness of your kingdom comes, wherein you shall be all in all. After the sermon, we will sing from... Hymn 76, the stances 2, 3, and 4. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, this is now the second petition of the Lord's Prayer. It is from the prayer that the Lord Jesus Himself taught us. The first petition taught us to second petition has to deal with the coming of God's kingdom and what that means. The first and the second petition are closely connected. For in both cases, we must promote God's name and thereby honor everything that belongs to him. And everything that belongs to him is included in his kingdom. There are, however, two kingdoms, the kingdom of God Of Satan and there is great enmity between the two and we have to make sure that we belong to God's kingdom and not to Satan's kingdom but the question is how do we do that how do we keep ourselves separate from the world does that mean then that we should have nothing to do with the world do we isolate ourselves from the world As much as we can. That's what a lot of people want to do. They want to live in their own little kingdom. They are a member of the Canadian Reformed Church to keep themselves out of the big bad world. And they sent their children to the Parkland Emmanuel Christian School for the same reason to keep us all away from the world and its bad influence. Oh sure they live and work in the world but for the rest have little or nothing to do with it. They hardly know their neighbors and live within their own reformed circles. But is that what it means to be part of God's kingdom? And that's the question we must ask ourselves this afternoon. I will preach to you about what it means to belong to God's kingdom. and then we will first look at the kingdom and the world, secondly the kingdom and the word and then finally, first thing that we have to understand is that God's kingdom is not like any kingdom you find here on earth with its own specific territory and boundaries God's kingdom is a spiritual kingdom and it is all over and has always existed but the Bible speaks about God's kingdom in different ways it speaks about it in the first place Some people think that God's kingdom is yet to come, and that is why they only pray about the coming of the kingdom. Indeed, that's also what John the Baptist did when he announced the coming of Christ. He said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And indeed, we do have to pray about God's kingdom in that way, as long as in so doing we don't think that God's kingdom isn't here already. Isn't God? Now, that is also what we sang together when we began this worship service the Lord our God is king he is king now it's an established fact as the psalm further says everything is under God's rule he rules the clouds and thick darkness his lightning in the sky lights up the world He is the most high of all the earth. He is the king over all creation. There is no man or woman, no power here on earth that can do anything whatsoever without God's will. All things are in his hand. want to be part of God's kingdom. They went over to the kingdom of Satan. That is how it came about that Satan is currently the prince of this world. That's what the Bible says. The world by and large has rejected God. The people of the world are not part of God's kingdom. Although God is king and rules everything, that doesn't mean that everything is under his rule. earthly kingdom. It works in the same way. Just because you live in a certain country does not mean that everyone is a legitimate citizen of that country. There are those, for example, who want to overthrow the government or who do not want to submit themselves to its rule. Think about terrorists living in our midst. They're intent on destroying Canada. They're not really part of the country of Canada. Yet in spite of their rebellious intentions, the queen, queen, through the legitimate government of Canada, still rules. And you see, that's also the way it is with God's kingdom. God's kingdom is still here. And in spite of the rebellion, God is still in control. He will always be. God's kingdom is present right now. For the time is coming when all those who have rebelled against the great king and who continue to do so will be stripped of all their rights and privileges that they have had up until now. God will then no longer provide for them or look after them in any way. They will be speaks there about what is happening now and about what is going to happen in the future. The Lord Jesus first tells his disciples the parable about the weeds among the wheat. The son of man is the one who sows the good seed in the field. That is, he sows his seed, his word in this sinful world. And he does that indiscriminately. He sows good seed all over. He does not favor the one person over the other or the one nation above the other. However, among the wheat also weeds grow up. The son of man did not sow those noxious weeds. That's what the devil did. But the good seed and the bad seed do grow up together. And they are mixed together. And they are distinguish from each other especially when the plants are very small for that reason he tells his servants not to gather in the crops until the harvest is ripe until then it is hard to tell the bad weeds from the good wheat and therefore if you were to do the harvest prematurely then you might remove some of the good along with the bad and so wait for the harvest that is when you can separate the good from the bad. And the Lord teaches the same principle with the parable of the net. The fishermen do not pull the net into the boat until it is full. That is what they wait for. It is only once the net is full that they separate the good from the bad. That's how it will be, the Lord Jesus says, at the end of the The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the righteous will shine, as it says in verse 43, like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Isn't that wonderful? The righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. That's what we have to pray for. Isn't that great? especially if you consider the wicked world that we live in. Look at what's going on around us, nothing but evil. Man does not want to obey God's commandments anymore. This whole society is becoming more corrupt every day. Homosexuality is now an acceptable practice. Abortions are performed by the thousands upon thousands. The governments are corrupt. Injustices are being perpetrated against all kinds of people. This world belongs to the rich and the powerful. Those who want to do good are ridiculed and mistreated. This world is crying out to be redeemed. But how do you know the wicked from the righteous? It's hard to tell. And so God tells us not to judge. He himself will do that. the church who blatantly and unrepentantly go against God's commandments. And those people must be excommunicated. But for the rest, God makes the judgment. For how could we judge those who do not belong to the church? We can't. We can only judge those inside. There are millions upon millions of people all over this world who belong to God's kingdom, and yet we don't So for us, with our limited vision and knowledge, the wheat and the weeds are mixed together. For that reason, you cannot establish God's kingdom in your own little corner of the world and separate yourself from the kingdom of Satan. That is what some sects think. According to them, they belong to the kingdom of God and all the others to the kingdom of the world. That's not what the Bible teaches. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5. I've written you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. And that's clear from these parables as well. The servants are not able to to tell apart the weeds from the wheat because the boundary lines between the two kingdoms are not so easily marked. God knows His own; He knows who the citizens of the kingdom are. But now the Lord teaches us to pray, "Your kingdom come." Makes us to our second point. That's also God's doing, for He is the Word who work, He is the One who works in the hearts of the citizens of His kingdom, and that is why when we pray that petition, we must pray that He so. submit to him that is how God's kingdom gets established God's kingdom must rule in our hearts for if you think that the kingdom of the world is out there someplace then you are sadly mistaken and then you're also on very dangerous ground Then you don't see the evil that dwells in your own heart or in the heart of your husband or your wife or your children. And then you don't see the evil that is right here in this very church, in the members of this church. Satan wants to take over your heart, my heart. He wants to take over your whole take over this church and at times he succeeds doesn't he how often don't we do the things that belong to the devil at one point Lord Jesus even said to Peter get behind me Satan Peter the man upon whom the Lord Jesus built his church many times was an instrument in the hands of the devil Same thing is true of each and every one of us. Each and every one of us denies God's existence and blasphemes his name in numerous ways. How often are we full of resentment? or others we are unjust in our judgments we do not keep our promises we're harsh and judgmental and so the list can go on and on of course we are not always like that thank the lord but often those kinds of emotions well up in us these are the kinds of things we do or think will become permanent citizens of Satan's kingdom, and so we must pray constantly that Satan does not rule our hearts, but that God's spirit does, and God works his spirit through his word. God's word to think about his greatness and his holiness and his compassion and his love. To think about what an almighty God he is who is the creator of heaven and earth and of everything in it. To think about what that wonderful and mighty God wants from you and from me. And that is why it is also so important that you listen to the preaching and that you prepare yourself for that properly. For this is where you hear about God's ways. And this is also where the wiles of Satan are exposed. This is where you get the ammunition to fight against sin. And against the devil. It is here that you are equipped. The Church is the workshop of the Holy Spirit. And you belong here. For brothers and sisters, boys and girls... We're engaged in a war. Listen to what this Lord's Day says. Destroy the works of the devil, every power that raises itself against you, and every conspiracy against your holy word. Satan wants you and me to rebel against God and against his kingdom. yourself from the world? Do you think that by crawling into your own little corner that then you can keep Satan at bay? Well, why don't you build yourself a little monastery then and hide in there? Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, the world, the sin, and the devil are right here, right now, in our midst. We cannot escape Satan and his domain but only through the Lord Jesus Christ for he won the victory over him and he is all powerful but in the meantime you also have to put up your fight against the devil you have to allow the Holy Spirit to enter your heart for the Lord uses us in his army further his kingdom and for that reason you also have to know what's going on in the world that's why we also have our own Christian school that is where children are equipped to learn how to deal with the world we don't send them there to hide from the world but to equip them to go out into this sinful world so that they may be lights in this dark world and that is why we also belong to church for the church has a very important role to play in God's kingdom. In the church, you will find the obedient citizens of God's kingdom. Such obedience, of course, we do not have of ourselves, but through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, sure, they're also hypocrites, but they don't really make up a part of the church. They like cancer in the body. They're part of the body, but they need to be cut out as soon as they're discovered petition we pray that God's church be preserved. That means that the church must be diligent in maintaining the boundary lines that God has set. Those who do not want to submit to God's rule do not belong. If they persist in their sins they must be removed. But in the church there is also a lot of compassion because God who sin as we all do time and again can receive the forgiveness of sins and can find compassion here but you have to put up a fight for the reverse is also true we had better not exclude those who want to be obedient for in that way the church would also be disobedient and only in this can That God has said, and to come with God's passion and grace to all those who want to repent from their sins. We should not be a people that is afraid of Satan. No, it should be the other way around. The people of the world should be afraid of you and me, and they have much more reason to be afraid. For you and I, we said he has already defeated Satan when he nailed his son to a cross and when he rose from the dead. As long as we remain firmly anchored in that victorious Christ, then nothing and no one can shake us from that firm foundation. For you see, God's word has to influence the world, not the other way around. And that's why we must go out and must equip our children so that they turn weeds into wheat. We must equip ourselves so that we, on the basis of God's word, can convince others of the wonderful riches found in God's kingdom. And that's our third point. There are enormous riches to be found in God's kingdom, brothers and sisters. And that can also be seen from the parables that the Lord Jesus told. In verse 44 of chapter Jesus compares the kingdom of heaven to a treasure hidden in the field and the man found it then he hid it again and in his joy went and sold all he had and he bought that field same thing is true of the man who went to look for fine pearls when he found a pearl of great value he also went and sold everything that he had and bought it God's kingdom is like that kingdom has so much more to offer than the kingdom of the world. It pales in comparison. And you must be willing to sell everything that you have in order to gain that kingdom. That means that you must be willing to part with all your earthly treasures. Indeed, in order to be part of God's kingdom, you have to be able to do that. If you want to what the world does. They live, what for th- they live for what they have here. This world hangs on for dear life to everything that is earthly. And then when their loved ones die, they have no real comfort. And that is why they also want to re- build a reputation for themselves while still here on earth, so that their name may be mentioned. They seek fame seek things that do not last. But that's not the way it is for us. We belong to God's kingdom. And how richly we are blessed. We have eternal blessings. Brothers and sisters, let's not just keep those riches for ourselves. You also have to share those riches. There is enough for everybody to go around. There is an abundance of it. cannot hide within your own reformed little world as many of us do. The Lord wants us to go out. He wants us to be involved with activities such as vacation Bible school. He wants us to speak about the hope that we have with all those with whom we come into contact. He doesn't want us to hide our light under a bushel. And so that you have and the great riches in the parable of the yeast and the flour we are told that we must be like the yeast that permeates everything the world must see the great joy that we have in serving God they must see how rich we are they must be drawn to us they must see how joyful you are to be a member of God's kingdom citizens of God's kingdom and a member of his church and in this way we must let the Lord use us to preserve and increase his church let us do that until the fullness of God's kingdom comes when he shall be all in all as the catechism says in other words when there is no one and nothing any more that rejects his rule that's when he will be all been gathered together and thrown into the fire, and when all the wheat has been stored in God's heavenly home, be a good and wholesome wheat, brother and sister, and so be gathered on the last day into God's heavenly kingdom.